Greetings, Amigops and Top Teners everywhere. This is Mike from Top Ten with Kyle and Mike. I am joined this week, as I am every week, by our lovely co-host, Kyle. Now, this week, we will be referring to him as Kyle, because he is joined by Kyle, a.k.a. KFW. You may remember him from travel tips for your something, but it was that wonderful travel episode we did a while back. So, as we do every week, Kyle and I, as well as KFW, will be discussing a topic, debating it vigorously, and then by the end of the episode, we will have a definitive top 10 of that list. Now, I do have a little preview of uh, this week's topic, so I've got a little insight. I think we all do, but I don't know that Kyle and I are sure about exactly how KFW is going to approach this one. So, gents... Let's introduce us to the topic and explain how we'll be talking about it this week. Well, thank you, Michael. Uh, I'm starting to figure out which Kyle I am finally, so <laughs> I'm uh, happy to be back here. Uh, it's a journey of self-discovery. <laughs> well, as you gentlemen know, I, I left here um, exhilarated and both defeated at the same time um, <laughs> after our wonderful um, non-debate yeah. and uh, paying homage to uh, Lonely Planet um, and, of course, Thailand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it's good to be back, um, but uh, me being me, I thought I was going to uh, take my second stint at your lovely um, shenanigans here to uh, to a different level or a different take, maybe, is a better is a better way of phrasing it. And in, in a moment of chaos and or clarity, I, I guess I should say, <laughs> I decided that we must, must debate the top 10 rankings of ESPN 8, The Ocho. <laughs> this, uh, I just want for a little, a little look behind the curtain for the listeners. There is a spreadsheet, which we, we probably will have to share on the social medias, but it is truly a wonderful list. I don't know if we're going to be able to mention all of the things in this list. Maybe we will. But man, oh man, this was some really genius uh, ideation by you. Nice work. I, I appreciate it. It, it. it just came from a moment of despair, uh, <laughs> frankly, um, of not being able to debate with you fine gentlemen here. So um, I purposely uh, created a... Uh, <laughs> Hell in a Cell type uh, <laughs> spreadsheet for us to uh, debate with vigor, passion, and um, I, don't, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss for words beyond that. Well, it's funny because, like, we have, I was just talking to Lee just about the other day. We've kind of gotten away from the vigorous debate. Like, sometimes it's just because we don't have time. Sometimes it's just because, like, one of us is the expert and we're not going to argue. And I know you were looking forward to a, like, a knockout brawl and you didn't get it with your travel tips because we just kind of let you do your thing and so you've now forced us into arguing with you yeah. with this incredible spreadsheet <laughs> i appreciate it but can you explain the, the 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 basic gist of this spreadsheet is that kyle provided with us a list of like 30 or so obscure sports that you might see on espn 8 and then we were tasked we're really, uh, we were tasked, where we were given a hypothetical situation where we work for Disney or ESPN. You were hired on by a headhunter to, head to be a yes. a top tier ESPN 8 the Ocho executive, which 
I intentionally <laughs> did this to put you, both of you in this frame of mind because of all, all of the producer e uh, anti-establishment, I don't know, faux pas that you guys uh, often throw in, which I appreciate. But I'm gonna I'm gonna turn the scripts here for a little bit, and we're gonna be we're gonna be head honcho producers at ESPN eight. So um, some some overall ground rules of what we're tasked with doing here. So we're we're trying to pick sports or sporting events or activities that have some. Um, seasonality to them so they can't just be one-offs that's number one they can't be olympic competitions all right this list would exclude internationally popular sports that aren't mainstream in the u.s like rugby or cricket Mm -hmm. the reason being is that espn 8 viocho is intentionally meant to be an american type party channel something like equivalent to sort of what you see like the chive tv when you go out to a bar or something like that (laughs) nickelodeon gas yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it also doesn't necessarily need to be a, a sport or an event that people would go exclusively there to see. It could be part of a larger event. Right. right. So that kind of leaves some ambiguity there intentionally. What I thought was interesting, and if you're ready to, to get into it a little bit already, is that like the way that you frame this, I wasn't even really considering any of these sports as a sport that I would attend. In fact, I would attend almost none of these. Fair enough. But Mm. I would, if this was on TV at a bar or if it was available for me to stream on Disney Plus or something, I would turn on. I don't think there's very many in here that I would actually like move my body to go see in person. Mm -hmm. So that's how I kind of attack this, just so you're aware. Interesting. All right. I'm already on guard here. (laughs) Okay, uh, next one is uh, this activity needs to crown some sort of winner. So it can't be just some ambiguous entertainment thing like fire dancing. Hmm. Um, hmm. Uh, we're So at a really high level, we're looking for obscure, but this is very important, commercially viable sports that yeah. can basically ultimately turn a profit in some you know way, shape, or form in the future. Uh, we are producers, of course. I do want to say that that one was an interesting question because I think that like sk- take skateboarding as an example. Mm-hmm. Skateboarding, I would be very curious, and I I don't have any. This is not me asking myself a question that I'm then going to answer because I have no idea. But <laughs> I wonder what the split of revenue for like the skateboarding industry was as between those homemade videos or those like low budget videos versus actual like X games broadcasts. If we're talking purely about broadcast revenue um, or content revenue, I'd be really curious because I think some of these sports are more uh, attuned to or, or more well suited for that sort of distribution, like really cool YouTube channel or awesome you know whatever the equivalent of like a home video is now uh, as opposed to solid mass entertainment for a television channel what's interesting though is that those two things are becoming more and more synonymous yeah yeah and so i don't think that necessarily precludes something like skateboarding from being on a list like this Mm -hmm. although i don't think that that's one that you had on here yeah there's other reasons that it couldn't be on there primarily that it's already popular Right. So I, I think one of the guidelines, whether I've said it or not, uh, indirectly or directly, was that it, it can't already be like a staple of a competitor network. Yeah. 
Um, like World Pro- like uh, World Series of Poker. World Series of Poker, yeah. yeah. Yes. Football. X, X, anything that's in the X Games, yep. for instance. Football. Yeah, even though football's not. Yeah. 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 Okay. Next one. Um, so this is going to kind of tie into scoring, which we'll get into in a second. I'll try to speed through this. When considering the buying rights for buying an activity, um, you should consider how popular or expensive the buying rights may be. For instance, Formula One racing, right? It's not popular in the U.S., but it could be something we bring into the U.S. and try to shove down everyone's throats, but it's probably going to be pretty darn expensive. You know, the, all the Rolex sponsorships and all that stuff that doesn't <laughs> come cheap, right? So, and then that goes on to my next point here is, while we are a part of Disney, it is ESPN 8, the Ocho. So we have a, a good amount of funds, but it's not unlimited. It's not fuck you money. Yeah. 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 And then, um, so I did provide a list to you guys, like you mentioned, of like mm-hmm. 30 or so things. There, But I, I left it open-ended. So if you have ideas of your own, I fully expect to shoot them down vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> I will defend some of these very hard. I'm looking forward to arguing with you. And, and then we, we rank them in three categories. Uh-huh. One is entertainment hype. So zero out of a hundred, how hype does it get in like a party environment? So if everyone's pre-gaming or something like that, can you turn this on? And how long does it sustain your attention? And included in that may be how simple is it uh, to understand? Because if it's too complicated, people are mm. less likely to get hyped about. So that's one, that's one consideration in the grand scheme of things. Second, arguably the most interesting here is the uncaptured market. Yeah. So it's like you, you got to consider ESPN, ESPN2, and ABC and all that stuff, all the same uh, network family. They're, they're going to have the same type of viewership, right? Uh, red-blooded Americans, it, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, so this is sports that may uh, incentivize non people that don't watch ESPN to tune in to, you know, Disney plus and, and, you know, that's the, that's the straw that broke the camel's back to, to be a Disney plus member or something like that. I think that's a really important one because like some of these are, might sound awesome, but you're not, it's not any additional market that you're capturing. It's right. people that are already subscribing to ESPN plus or something like sure. that. Right. Right. And then the last one is the potential return on investment. So, you know, in the business environment, uh, what is it? A hundred percent return, which would be a great return, but in this instance, it's only ten points out of a hundred. So anything ten x or more would be one hundred points. So you can get a max of three hundred points, and frankly, that's how we're going to be ranking it. If we're interested later on, maybe we could do subcategory, but I doubt we're going to have the time to do that. And without further ado, I think that's all I got. I'm fucking hyped. I, this is fun because <laughs> we already have tapped into your uh, your adventurous spirit. Mm-hmm. But I would say like your two biggest things are adventure and entrepreneurship. So now we're really tackling the other one <laughs> head on. You have anyone listening? You can get a lot, a, a lot of what you need to know about Kyle from these two podcasts. <laughs> this is great. I'm very into this. I think because your second question was the part that got me thinking the most. Uh, the uncaptured market. I think you thought about this just the right way, and I think that question is really interesting because theoretically there's something for everyone but you know what kind of appeal you can get out of certain of these activities and how much of a new need are you addressing is the really interesting question i think so i really enjoyed this and i really liked i liked thinking about that question like just trying to put myself in the shoes of a a producer and saying who's gonna watch this that's kind of a fun question nice i agree i also enjoyed after going through it and filtering it to 
see what my list became at yeah, the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised at, at where some of them landed con- compared to my preconceived notions of how my I thought the list Same would shake me. out. It was wild, yeah. Yeah, this is a fun exercise. We probably should share this spreadsheet so people can tr- play along at home. Yeah, but, with their yeah, with their own. So, all right. Well, without further ado, then let's get to it. Kyle, uh, what'd you have at number ten? Uh, number ten. Number ten. I had arm wrestling. Now, um, the three categories that I had. Number one was entertainment hype. I had a ninety-two out of a hundred. Now, now understand that this is this is like short-term party hype type situation. So something you can turn yeah. on for like three to, to ten minutes, and you know maybe take shots and bets over who wins, whatever. Right? <laughs> now, uh, so uncaptured market uh, on uh, mid to lower side forty, and then return on investment forty. You know, think about all the beer banners you could have out of a hundred. You know, four hundred percent return on investment. Not bad, not bad. But it's already on TV once. In a blue moon. I will. I do want to say I have seen arm wrestling on television one time. It was at the Magic Mushroom Pizza Parlor <laughs> in Charleston, <laughs> South Carolina, with our friend Jameson's younger brother Derek, who listeners will remember from Beach Games. And arm wrestling was on in the background, and it really captured my attention for like fifteen minutes. Okay. It was exactly what you're talking about. I could not have watched it for much longer, and I will not watch it. Again. I will not seek it out again. Mm-hmm. But for 15 minutes, half watching, very into it. I think I would be more interested in like, like I'm interested vaguely in the people that are best at it in the world. But I would be far more interested, <laughs> yes, to just have random people do it. Yes. Like, yeah. like I'm thinking yes. of that. I'm okay. specifically thinking of. Uh, Mia Thermopolis versus that weird like arm wrestling yeah. thing on the beach yep. in uh-huh, uh, Princess uh-huh. Diaries. Uh-huh. I, think, <laughs> I like. I would love to see just random people forced to arm wrestle. Yeah, I think that would be more entertaining to me than like two guys that are enormous that are practicing arm wrestling every day. That's a really good point. Yeah, I think point. it would also be a fun one to do like a, a reality show or a documentary, like a. Uh, those uh those cage fighter or whatever american cage fighter or whatever that it's called where you get the background of the people because i want to know what sort of crazy people are doing this i want to know when <laughs> yeah. they discover that they might be good at it I, yeah I, i'm i'm with you like i think that i really want to know i want to see people who are like us not you know superheroes but i want an american ninja warrior style bio for every single one of them yeah Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every single person I want like with the hometown. I want like a clip. I want a line from their mom, yeah. like this kind of thing. <laughs> that would really intrigue me. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's try to zip through your list so we have more time I'm, for the argument, which is I, what you want. Right? I, I'm with you. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, All right. Next up. We have uh, Spike Ball. I know very close to your heart. Very close. Spoiler alert. This was number one on my list. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. The only... Well, you can... The only caveat is that I I wonder if this has already been picked up by somebody. I feel like this is a slam dunk. But but this is so easy to pick up the buying rest for if you're ESPN at the Ocho. Yeah, you're probably right. You could buy the shit out of (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Um, All right. So I had 60 for entertainment hype. It's pretty great. 
Uh, 75 for uncaptured market, specifically thinking about you, Kyle. Yeah. And um, I had a 50 return investment because I don't know what you're selling. Like You're uh, selling the sunscreen. game itself. Uh, the, okay, the game, yeah. Any, anyone can buy a spike ball set, right? Uh, fair enough, yeah. I think that, like, the, and spike ball, I think, is so accessible compared to a lot of these other sports. Like, you just need... A de- like a, a relatively small amount of space in this game that costs like it's probably 50 bucks sure, or less yeah. and two people or four i guess like you you'd want to play with four yeah i just think it's it's very easy to pick up i think the the potential return on investment there is very high since you're able to easily sell the actual equipment required for the sport but teacher on yeah. I'm just confer- I'm concerned about viewership because I think volleyball is a, an exceptionally fun sport to watch in person, but for reasons that are not totally clear to me, it doesn't translate into a television experience all that well. Uh, and I think spike ball might suffer from a similar issue. There's nothing better though than seeing like on Facebook or something like somebody it's one, like a crazy spike ball play, right. and you watch it like six times. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I just really I've like never spike had ball. that experience you're describing. I've never seen a spike ball highlight reel, but well, yeah. To be fair, the ones that I've seen were sent directly to me by Jameson and Quinn, two other people <laughs> wow. that I play a lot of spike ball with. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think that that is an experience that I like. I was into spike ball the first time I played it, and I think if you expose people to it in a bar or something on TV, there's a lot of people that would get as into it as I and some of our friends are. I believe it. It's number nine for me. All right. That's that's pretty high in the grand scheme of things here. Yeah, it's true. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, next one. Spelling bee competitions, <laughs> very specifically with an eighth grade max limit here for age. What is the existing one for like the script spelling bee? It's just the national. It's just the national. So this is like specifically like regional spelling bees getting up to scripts. You know, maybe like it's the end of the year spelling bee for Winneka High, you know, yeah. or Winneka. See, this is a school. reality show to me. <laughs> like this is one, this is one where the background really makes it pop. Yeah. Like I want to know about these kids in their private lives. Like are they using an app? Are they reading a dictionary? Are their parents nice and supportive or kind of mean? This is a documentary is what it should be. Like right. who, who has okay. seen Cheer? Have you has anyone seen Cheer? I've watched oh. an episode with Caroline. Allegis loves it. Do it Cheer, good, I got to say. What a spelling bee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. Like a docu series. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love the spelling bee. I've watched it probably like twice in the last 5 years, roughly, and I've really enjoyed it for like that evening and then after that i think i'm not as sold i'm watch. i don't think i i think that's twice in like five years i think is just right for me did you watch this last year the one with the uh where they all tied they ran out of complicated words yeah it was like it was like a seven-way tie we didn't finish it because we were like jesus christ neither it was amazing (laughs) it's pretty pretty wild i woke up exhilarated and exhausted (laughs) at the same time you know what the tie break should be i'm just realizing now arm wrestling they (laughs) they should give them a word and just have them say whether it's a real word or not. Mm. <laughs> like, you should just say, like, Blurgenschneid, and you have to have the kid, like, tell you whether it's real. And you have a whole background for it. Like, use it in a sentence. You say, like, I sharpened my Blurgenschneid. Like, country of origin, Austria. And you do the whole thing, and then the kid has to just tell you whether it's real or not. I think it's too easy, because I don't think if a word exists, they probably know how to spell it. No, oh, see, no, no, I think they know how to yeah. spell it, but I don't know if they know whether it exists. That's you know why what I'm they saying? That's the word of origin and everything. Mm. 
I don't know if they. I see. That's the thing that I, I'm wondering whether they know that. Yeah. Interesting. Do you think they just they have an encyclopedic knowledge of every word ever, or they're they just know all the principles behind spelling? Principles. principles to me, I think sure. it's. Yeah. I think that they probably have certain words that they. You know, I'm sure that they already just know. No, like we have memorized a lot like, of sorry, words. Sorry, cat. But I. Like I think that. primarily it's it's the structure. Like if you. If you know the word part and you know the country of origin and you understand all of the rules, you could probably go pretty far. See, this is the money. I want to know this. Like, I want to see the training regimen. Like, right, I exactly. really training This regiment. documentary would, would fucking slay. Like, it, it would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoop dreams, but it's like school but dreams. What's to say that ESPN 8 The Ocho can't have, like, a Jersey Shore type environment? To no, it. they, oh, that'd they, be awesome. They totally could. Yeah. And you're totally selling me like this. <laughs> have you guys seen the movie Bad Words with Jason Bateman? I have not. No. Extremely underrated. It was a comedy like 10 years ago where he, uh, I think he hates his parents or something. Yeah. I don't remember exactly why, but he he basically pulls a Billy Madison in that he somehow finds a, a loophole where he's still eligible to do a spelling bee, <laughs> even though he's an adult. And so he <laughs> enters the spelling bee with a bunch of little kids. <laughs> And he becomes friends with this one kid whose parents are very strict uh, in getting him to the spelling bee, and they just become buddies and f shit up. It's great. Wow, how did I miss yeah. that one? It's a very enjoyable yeah. film. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, number eight. That was uh, eight, right? That mm -hmm. was eight, I believe. Yes. All right. Got to pay homage Do to you... the. Or no, that was number nine. No, that was number eight. Sorry, you're right. You're right. You're right. That. Oh, Kyle, that's it. Yeah, sorry. Do you want to do a not top three, or do you want to wait? How do you want to do this? Because this is normally where we would do the not top three. Um, Not top three. Yeah, you know what? I'd like to do a not top three. Actually, I very specifically have a not top three. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, please. Well, before we get into it. Um, before we get into it, uh, we do. there is a little procedure we have to go through. Could you please let Kevin know that it's time for the not top three theme? Kevin, play the stinky beats. <laughs> wow <laughs> i think Stay he heard you loud and clear assemble <laughs> yeah, he sure did yeah. disclaimer we do not know kevin <laughs> <laughs> all right now we're ready <laughs> all right uh i guess number three on the not top three is esports um, just the, the the reason being is that it's in a league of its own right now. Um, I don't think it's quite in the spirit of what we're going after, but it belongs on its own channel. Like I think it's going to be you know twenty four seven in the future. So I just want to get that out there. I think it's I think it's happening already. Like yeah. it's too it's already too far yeah. to be on this list. Right. I was in Dallas last year for a uh, a work thing. Yeah. And we went to get drinks, and we stumbled accidentally into an Overwatch bar wow. because the Dallas team was in the playoffs, yeah. and it was fucking fun. The Dallas team of the, the E championship, the, the Overwatch Dallas team was playing in the Overwatch World yeah. Cup. Oh, I thought Overwatch was like they were they were overfilled into the next room. Oh no, no, no! no. Like a, <laughs> Overwatch no. is the name of the game. Oh, okay, okay. and I'm very uh, like they had it on this big TV, and people were watching it like it was. It is like watching it like you'd watch live sports. Sure. And 
that experience like really sold it to me like i think that's a really viable market that's coming yeah and from my understanding you're talking about the lamest way to do it like the kids are all into the twitch yeah and apparently facebook has broken into this now uh, and is taking a lot of twitch's market share um like there are gamers making tens of millions of dollars a year on those those twitch channels it's crazy yeah so yeah so yeah uh, good luck right. buying into that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next up is uh, is bullfighting. You know, I'm somebody that loves a, a, a hearty cultural experience, and I think this could fall into ESPN8, the Ocho's category. Although I've gotten some firsthand accounts about the the true um, uh, how the sausage is made situations <laughs> associated with bullfighting. Yeah. And it's it's pretty gruesome and unfair to the bull. Not the fact that they kill the bull at the end, which is an unfortunate truth of the of the sport, for lack of a better term. But they actually like drug it up, and it's just like yeah, it's a little bit of the gladiator situation when he gets stabbed before he comes up into the arena. Right. I think right. the bull the bullfighting thing would be very entertaining to a certain set, but yes, the the animal cruelty issue would be a problem. The uncaptured market here is close to zero, I would guess. Yes, that was that would be my take on that as well. Oddly enough, I think my my uncaptured market is extremely high here. I, I, I have all these rated. It's a 78 out of 100. I think if you put bullfighting on at a bar, it, it would crush. But I think it would run into backlash so quickly that I think it would be hard to maintain that because... If you assume, I think you have like the old crusty crowd who'd be like, I don't want to watch them Spaniards. I like my rodeo. And then you get the young people who are going to get issues with social pressure where it's like, mm-hmm. dude, we're not watching them drug and then kill a bull. Right. I just, I think I, I take your point and I think there is something to it, but I think that the groups where that, that dynamic would occur have solid reasons why they wouldn't adopt it. Fair enough. All right. And then uh, last but not least, the lowest of the low, point total and all, is cup stacking. I, I'm sorry if any of our <laughs> listeners are cup stackers out there. I really am. What is cup stacking? It, it's, it's oh, that's of- actually kind of cool to watch, but not <sighs> as a sport. It's fun to watch like a 12-second video on uh, of a tw- uh, Yeah, of a 12-year-old, and- like, you know, having exploring themselves for like <laughs> like – I don't know, two weeks and then moving. I on. explored myself for many more than two weeks at 12. Oh. <laughs> I'm still exploring myself. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm exploring myself as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Anyway, number seven, right? <laughs> Wait, I want to watch a YouTube video. Right, of we're going to watch some before cut seven. Oh, it's actually a pretty good time. The talent level is extreme. Like these are extremely talented people. Did you miss that? Oh, that's right. That's real time. Holy shit! Yeah. Uh-oh. For the listeners, what's happening right now is they're watching somebody stack cups and then unstack them in shockingly rapid fashion, like a two second. If anybody's ever listened to the rapper Twista, <laughs> it's like when you realize Twista is really rapping at that speed. It's crazy. So I would say that this is about my attention span for cup stacking. So I think yeah. it belongs in the not top three, but I'm glad that I watched this YouTube video. Yeah, it's an and I awesome 20 it. seconds, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a solid 25-second yeah. clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For your lifetime. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Next up, we have roller derby. Mm. Mm. 
This right. ranked very highly for me. Good. Oh, as it should. As it should. All right, real quick. I, I have 75 in entertainment hype. Um, I uh, Truthfully, I actually just tried to take my team at work um, with a like, for a team engagement outing with our client to a roller derby <laughs> event. Really? Didn't go over great with my boss, but I'm still pushing for it. <laughs> so <laughs> 75 out of 100 there. Uh, 90 in uncaptured market in my opinion yeah um you know think about like female power all that good stuff and then 40 on return on investment for a total of 205 i want to i want to share my one uh my one roller derby story which is that um as the listeners know i'm from the boston area and then went to school in the midwest and so i did have occasionally stories to bring back to my uh my sort of uh aloof uh coastal elite friends about the craziness that was happening in the middle of the country and our friend Keddy told me one time about going to the roller derby for fun like in high school and I'm Kyle you probably remember this and I but I remember her telling me this what and I shared this uh with some people back home I think including Caroline and it just blew their damn minds <laughs> it's a lot but to what take happened in. was yeah, but what happened was I couldn't shake the idea that this was incredible. Like, for years, it's been haunting me that I've never been because I think it seems insanely entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm all in on roller derby. Yeah, I think for some reason, uh, oh, mine was relatively high. I had it near the top as well. It didn't quite crack my top 10. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I think part of the, I had it ranked lowest in uncaptured market and potential ROI. I just think it's one of those things that requires like specialized specialized equipment. I think games that are harder to pick up on your own, I think lend themselves to being harder to to sell. Old so, school roller skates and, and elbow pads. I guess it, like there's a certain market that would love trying to find that kind of stuff, and yeah. like I think that there's probably a market for it, but I just didn't see it as a super large one for i think it's entirely possible that there are people that don't know what roller derby is that are listening do you want to explain it briefly i don't really know (laughs) (laughs) but uh no the idea is you go around a a large oval i think it's actually banked and you have different teams and there's like i think there's like you get a point for every time one particular person like crosses a, a line a threshold and so there's like blockers and almost like rugby in a sense. And like you could yeah. physically like knock people. Oh, check people these like, are, like they, it's violent. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they, they will knock people. There's a rail around this banked oval and, and people will get knocked over the rail like head first. That's what I understand it to be. It's a dream of mine to go. <laughs> I, I'm a, thankfully a decent away, a ways away from my 30th birthday. But that is where my 30th birthday party is going mm. to be. Wow, Ideally, bold. like in the infield of that. I don't, I don't think they <laughs> oh, do that, but man. I don't think it happens. Oh, I thought you meant going and playing yourself. Well, yeah, oh, that would be amazing too. <laughs> I I wouldn't be able to walk after that. I don't think for for life. If, yeah. if I was in there, probably get hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, yeah. A, it's a real deal thing. Um, so that's number. What is that? Number seven. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, number six. I have Quidditch. <laughs> So I have 40 in um, entertainment hype. And I've seen a Quidditch match in real life. It's pretty exhilarating. <laughs> I went to Carnegie Mellon, and um, it, it, it's a campus that has more 
scooter goers. Um, and what what was the thing with the with the two wheels? The cop, the the mall Segway? cops, segways. Yeah, people on segways with capes. That sort of environment. <laughs> <sighs> it's a nerdy campus, generally. I, I I didn't want to use that word. It's very offensive in today's environment, but I, it's getting less offensive. People kind of wear it as a badge. Good. Okay. Myself included. I think it's to fine. Quote, to quote Ben from Parks and Rec, nerd culture is mainstream. So who's really out of the zeitgeist? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I. A good amount of hype. Uncaptured market, 96 out of 100. This may have been the highest in the entire list from what I remember. Um, and then return on investment, 80. Think about how many potions you could sell. It's just outrageous. But, but importantly, any any sales you get are going to be cut into significantly mm. by the licensing fees you're going to have to pay out to Joe Rowling. Wow. Grammy Joe. She wants a slice Which of that. Which is an issue. She wants, a, she, wants a, she wants a piece of that pie. So I agree with you on the market, though. That was I rated this as the, the largest untapped market as well, in that I think you would get a, you know, the Harry Potter fans are legion. Like, there are there's just a gigantic, gigantic market in Harry Potter fans. I think you can get ironic Harry Potter haters to watch, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have an issue with uh, the entertainment and that it doesn't seem that entertaining to watch to me uh, and, you know, cut all your profits in half or less because of Grammy Joe. I am looking forward to the t- the day in the probably not that distant future when this game yeah. can be played in the air like it's intended to be Ooh. played. When that happens, this will be the greatest sport. Like, like Quidditch, as it's imagined in the Harry Potter Pretty universe, is the greatest. Yeah. I can't imagine having more fun watching any sport. Right. So, Kyle, do you think that they'll have proper regulations around who can play it and, like, safety and the height at which they play it? Or No, I mean, none of that. There will be... Yeah. <laughs> any arresto momentum or... <laughs> I think they already play when you're skydiving, though. Have you seen them when they're passing the, the ball back? And, See, like, all already, this is already yeah. starting. Yeah. I think as is, as is right now, where it's just people running around with a broom between their legs, I agree with you, Mike. I think there's a market, but it's probably not that much fun to watch. Give this 50 years when people are playing this on, like, drone versions of brooms. Yeah. Ooh, I am very into this, and I would like I would invest in that. Like that's gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number five, I have lumberjack and log rolling competitions. So just outdoorsy type stuff in general. Um, I have a sixty three in entertainment hype. So if you guys ever seen like them like yeah, carving like a, a bear out of out of wood with the axe, yeah. like in like three seconds, or climbing up the tree. It's like pretty hype, right? Yes. Um, uncaptured market. I think it's a strong seventy-two. Uh, I think you get a lot of the red-blooded Americans that are into your, your good old football and Budweiser, but I also think you're going to get some people that just just want to see some good old-fashioned log rolling and all that all that good jazz that maybe aren't into all the other stuff. Uh, and then return on investment. Cabela's rakes. Like, <laughs> they rake. And I know this lumberjack stuff happens like once a year or something, but man, if this was on 24-7, uh, 86% return on investment, which is 860% return on investment. This is and definitely well. the perfect thing to have on at a bar. I'm kind of surprised this isn't on more at bars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also think like you'd get the subset of like bodybuilders and like strength people that would be interested in this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I... 
I could I had it ranked relatively low on my list. I think just because like I in my mind had limited the interested parties in like very large white men. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I made a, a similar judgment, but which I'm now realizing might have been off, uh, particularly when taking the ROI into account, because you're totally right. This is just waiting for all kinds of big time partnerships with, you know, outdoors types outfitters like Cabela's or Bass Pro Shops. So I think you're uh, I think you're on the right track here. I also think I split the vote a little bit with this Um with this and some of the strongest man stuff, which maybe we'll mm. be discussing, because mm. I think you end up with a similar. Yeah. The the obvious crowd for both is similar, but I think there are some less obvious people who might be interested in this one Ooh. that wouldn't get interested in the strong man. So I I think you're you're hitting on a good a good one here. Okay. Uh, to the viewers, I want to apologize for my for my numbering structure before. So we we that was actually number four. Oh. As, as I, I believe. Or, no, that's okay. Was that number five? Maybe it just leaves. Leads the door open to an extra top ten at the end of the day, because I th- I think that was number four. Oh, so did we skip one? I have so number ten. I have arm wrestling. Um, nine. I have spike ball. Yeah. Yeah. Spelling bee. Mm-hmm. Seven. Mm-hmm. Seven professional dodgeball. I think. I oh, we skipped oh, one. We skipped that. There's your culprit. There she blows. All right, Kevin is mad at us. We uh, did the not top three without doing the actual number seven. So number seven was dodgeball. Retroactively. Okay. okay. All right. So height value eighty seven. Excuse me, eighty four percent. If you guys have ever seen videos on YouTube of professional dodgeball, it is enrapturing. Did you guys ever watch Game Show Network as youths? Uh, no. no so I didn't have the premium cable. Oh, it is not premium cable. <laughs> we we did not have cable growing up. We had like this weird package where all we had was like like the only thing worth watching as a kid on this package that we had was Game Show Network. Okay. So my sister and I are extremely well versed in game shows and Game Show Network for a couple of years had a dodgeball show. Sure. And it was um we never missed it. It was a weekly thing and we yeah. always made sure we were there to watch it. So I can Extremely tell you amazing, yeah. the hype is off the charts. And the uncaptured market, I think children lose their minds over dodgeball, and I think people my age lose their minds over dodgeball. This this was de- for definitively in my top ten. I think this is very very marketable. Fair enough. So yeah. I, I think right in your train of thought though, Kyle is it's I'm an eighty four on hype, eighty four eighty four on hype, eighty five in uncaptured market. To your point, however, it's a lot to kids. So you have to when you're thinking about the ROI, you have to think about the spending power of of your market. Which I, I didn't really touch on in the in the preview here, but I, it's a very important thing I think I put in writing for all of us to consider. And I only have a thirty-five. It's tough. It's also tough because like a kid is going to say, "Mom, I want this dodgeball thing." Or parents nowadays like, "No, you'll concuss yourself." This is a dangerous mm, sport, especially mm. around the dome. So you're right. Like even because like I think a lot of things that are marketed towards kids can still make a lot of money because. Their gifts, or you know, kids beg their parents. Yeah. But this is actually a potentially dangerous sport that's marketed towards children, so that's a little tougher. <laughs> I think I cut you off, Mike. I'm sorry. You seem like you had a profound thought on the tip. Of your no, tongue. I'm I'm completely agreeing with everything we're saying here. I think um, this was number two on my list. Whoa. Okay. So I, but but I think we're very much to your it. point, KFW. The ROI, I was not. I think I was overestimating the ROI because I think you make a good point. Like, there's not a bunch of ready-made equipment to be sold. 
Um, the TV rights, yeah, you can, you know, put advertising around the, the stadium. You can do, you know, television ads. But, um, yeah, there's not, like, clear gifts for the kids to have. Participation, you know, if you have your own league, like, eh, going to be a little tough because parents are going to be wary of putting their kids in this. Like, it's tough to see how you monetize this effectively. It's interesting because even when you watch these videos of professional dodgeball, there are nobody, literally nobody in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, consider me out. Like, I don't, like, maybe I would go, like, once, like. So hype, yes, but. Yeah, I don't know. You don't have ticket sales return on investment. Yeah, I think that this is like a, uh, maybe instead of a league, this is like uh, like a premier event style thing where like you have a like you have a dodge a city maybe? you have like a dodgeball tournament that travels like yeah, yeah. in Chicago it, it happens and then like a month later it's in Dallas it could be like Ninja Warrior where they have the qualifying tournament yeah that would be super dope yeah um, and and you go for like an afternoon and there's a whole dodgeball tournament. oh yeah and like your buddy has a team from work and they qualify for the national to- uh, that would be pretty cool. I think that would be, that would yeah. be I think that's probably what. The angle. But. So, yeah. ESPN, if you're listening, we'll yeah. get that idea. We have the rights to copyright that. <laughs> All right. I, so, that, so anyway, going back to number four, the outdoorsy competition, that was number four. So, right. So now we're in our top three. Boom. Yeah. Top three. Um, so Let's save our honorable mentions. We're yeah, we have a lot of them. We're, we got to cruise through here. Okay. So number three, I have dog shows and dog long jumping. All right. I had this at number two. Yeah, yeah. We are very much aligned on this one. All right, so entertainment hype value, 85. Uh, you know, it's just, I, I think it's there. Every, even when it's not that exciting, you're still, like, half at least half watching, you know? I had it at, like, a 60. I think it's fun to watch, yeah. more than average, but I think that the uncaptured market and the marketability of something like this is off the charts because yeah. dog people... yeah fucking love dogs they love them this isn't to be your dog but the pet merchandising industry i imagine is insanely trillion it's gotta be trillions it has to be yeah because people love their pets like family i'm not saying people i do the same thing yeah yeah it's i think anytime you can market something around pets especially dogs Mm -hmm. it's just it's it's a gold mine i i had it that high for that reason totally agreed i think that the this is a gold mine you're you're just you are you have got a subset of people who are motivated to spend money and have money to spend and this is going to be a good way to get them to do it i, I think because i'm actually not, i don't really like watching the dog shows that are on right now where they're all like in like really well primped up yeah. and it's like kind of like an aristoc- aristocratic kind of vibe to it mm-hmm. i think probably the way to market it is to make it less prestigious and like Make it less of like mm. dogs walking on like balance beams and like yeah. running through like these weird tubes and stuff, and make it like a fetch competition, like chasing many, a mailman. Yeah, like yeah, oh. like, or like like how many times like can you can a dog fetch a ball given without giving up? Given five minutes or like catching a like Biggest you throw a poop. like I just think yeah, that yeah, yeah. I think there are so many cool things that dogs can do that can be more accessible than what they're doing currently in these um, dog yeah, shows. I see a lot, yeah. That's I'm right. with you. Nothing snooty. Yeah. All right. So that's my number three. Number two, I feel very passionate about this one. Sumo wrestling. 
hype value. I mean, I think this is my highest hype value out of the entire list is, is a 90 <laughs> out of 100. Uh, it says a lot about my personality. <laughs> uh, I have an 83 out of 100 in uncaptured market. And then I have a 77% return on investment. Everyone wants a thong. Se- 770%. Everyone wants a thong. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Here's my only question. So why does sumo qualify but rugby doesn't? Because rugby, I would consider, is an internationally popular sport. Sumo wrestling okay. is very centered on the Japan universe. Okay. All right. That, that, that answers the question. And once I have that, I totally agree. Can you imagine Vince Wilfork as a sumo? Like, he would be unbelievable or imagine uh half thor bjornson like just imagine some of the gigantic people who exist out there and how much fun they'd be want to watch as a sumo i think you've nailed it mike i think the market for this is current athletes in their off seasons yeah 100 <laughs> yeah like vince wilfork when he's not on the team nutritional program I'd also, I think same thing as arm wrestling for me. I would be really interested in seeing not enormous people sumo wrestling. Like, I would like to see what happens if you have, like, two incredibly athletic, like, trim people sumo wrestling. Is it even possible? Then they're just wrestling, aren't they? I guess. Although, I guess, no, because the the circle is still the thing, right? It's different. Like, Like, imagine, like, LeBron James just, like, just, like, running into... I don't even know who like that would be wild just like bumping into each other and trying to knock each other down because that's what sumo is right you're just trying to bounce them out of the ring no you can grab onto the diaper and throw them out okay great great now that now you have you throw a diaper into it I'm I'm, (laughs) either of you guys ever done the thing where you dress up in a sumo suit for like a party I've I've never I've never done it but I did it once and it was a blast yeah really difficult but very fun (laughs) it sounds challenging yeah, it was a little bit like Andy's adventure on The Office. <laughs> I think it would be easy to get Michael Myers to do a fat bastard sumo wrestling cameo. Um, or even, actually, he'd be the perfect announcer of the league. Like, he'd be the guy yeah. announcing all the fights. Yeah, that you, that's a big spend for your announcer, but it probably come, it probably pays back. Yeah, for sure. I really like that. Um, all right, I think it's time for the, the top topper. Yeah, uh, what's your number one? Medieval jousting. So So I had that as my highest rating for uh, entertainment value. I'm a 98 out of 100. Yeah, so that's my highest entertainment. My uncaptured market was my lowest. Really? Yes, because I just, I have a very hard time understanding who's watching this. I think it's in the same realm as Harry Potter, frankly. But damn, you're a fool if you're not interested because that would be so much fun to watch, especially because people could die. Yeah. Like, what more do you want? People are going to die on live television. What? (laughs) How much more hyped could you get? I mean, it's the only reason why people watch NASCAR, but but put like swords and horses into the mix. It's amazing. I I think that if jousting, I don't think it would. I don't think it would fly because it's too dangerous. But like, let's say that you forget that. I think watching two people that were really, really technically proficient in it and were actually yeah. trying to beat each other, because like 
if you go to like medieval times, like there were people jousting, sure, right? Sure, they're yeah. just they're like going through the motions. I think to witness two people actually jousting would be a hundred and ten on the scale of yeah. hype. Like I would be like if you had Ulrich, Ulrich von Lichtenstein versus <laughs> Count Adamar. Exactly. Like that would be a dope <laughs> ass jousting match. Again, I think this would be really cool with athletes in their off seasons. I would really like. <laughs> I, really, I think this is imagine just Mike to- Trout jousting. <laughs> I think it just comes down to I want to see LeBron do all these I things. I think so. Like now yeah. I, I'm picturing LeBron clear. jousting with somebody. I think that would be fun. Imagine yeah. Zion jousting. The only problem with the, these guys is that you run into the same issue as the mountain, which is that you have to find a horse big enough to support them. Yeah, that's problematic. Yeah. For the horse. Elephant jousting. <laughs> Start to feel bad for the horse. <laughs> I felt um, bad for the girl. Oh boy, yeah. So that that was that was my number one. Midi- so it's ninety eight on um, hype, seventy eight an uncaptured market, and seventy five return on investment. Very specifically, seventy five because I feel like it it would be so dang cheap to acquire. Yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah, that's true. This feels to me like something that you don't you buy and you don't tell anybody. And then you start making it like uh, an underground thing, yeah. where like people actually oh. die, and like <laughs> I'm serious, you like pretend it's staged, but really there's people with like three foot splinters of wood in their chest. I, I, yeah, I think that the way that this shakes out is that like it would be it ended up being really bad because you'd only have it would be like people that really have nothing to lose are the ones that are jousting, and then you get into like a whole like. <laughs> there'd be a whole social dynamic that would adam be good, sandler but... <laughs> from uncut gems would definitely be betting on this yeah and it's like it's it's not good like <laughs> this whole scenario would devolve extremely quickly but like it's definitely a great sport but for like yeah. like five hundred dollars in cash you could have someone's blood just spray all over <laughs> your face as a lance goes right through their jugular <laughs> like <laughs> it's a lance hello <laughs> Oh boy! I think that's where this goes, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm very into this. Kyle, do you want to talk about just maybe a couple that you had highly ranked? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, a lot of ours lined up. One that I think I had it as an eighty. In retrospect, I think it should be higher. Ooh. And I think it's the same thing that you're saying about sumo wrestling, where it's only popular in one place. I think Highlight has insane potential so highlight was my number two yeah i think highlight has extreme potential We're for a couple reasons this one 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 is that it's just an entertaining thing to watch if you've ever yeah. watched any clips of it it's like yeah. very entertaining to watch Agreed. but most importantly you may or may not be aware that there was actually at one time a very active betting market in oh. highlight oh, yeah. and whitey bulger uh, the renowned mobster was actually a huge high ally better. And there was good action to be found all the time. I think it was Miami Beach primarily back in the 70s and 80s. So I think with sports gambling becoming uh, more widely accepted in the United States, high ally would, would have a really good pathway because I think you could monetize it primarily through sports gambling, through you know licensing people to gamble on your games. Have you guys seen high ally in person? Never I've person. not seen it in person. I have watched clips of it, though. I used to be a regular. Really? Yeah. Where? So, so I spent a, a, a summer in Miami, and then every time I went back to Miami because my uh, sister lived there with my brother-in-law, I would go to High Life. So I've been to probably like 
six to ten live highlight matches. And, and they're great. You know, you, you get buzzed. They're like $2 beers and they want you to bet. It's a very big betting environment. But they're in these casinos and stadiums that that are filled like that. They're meant for like 10, 15,000 people. And there's like 32 people there. No, no, no. The way to do it is you, it's like the same thing. You probably are not having people in attendance. It's probably the kind of thing where you're at a casino and you're watching like 10 highlight games. And yeah. you're betting on all of them. Yeah, yeah. Because I agree, like, I don't think, that, well, I'll, that that just sounds like a bad idea. Like, don't have your sport in a venue that's 10 times too large. For well, you. but but it, the thing is, it used to be so big. So I guess that's my counterpoint sure. is that how is this resurgence going to happen? Which it, it could just be that gambling's more accepted now. I think that's part of it. I think that, like, with the way that, I, I imagine with the way technology is now, like, you could get really up close and personal watching it, like, yeah. on TV. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so fast that if more people knew about it, it would, I think there would be, I think it's just, it's the trick is just getting the exposure. It's exceptional. If, if I went down to Miami, I would be at a highlight game like that night. I, that's fucking awesome. Next time I go to Miami, I'm going to check a highlight game out. I've always yeah. wanted to see what. Utterly sold. You want to go, let's go back and forth. What, what about one of yours, Mike? I also had, so my number four actually didn't get mentioned. It was mini tractor racing. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Wow, I, I had think that very low. <laughs> so I think it's very important to just I don't I don't have any market sizing for us here, but like it's important to note how popular motorsports are yeah. in the United States. It's like true. they're wildly popular. And I think novelty motorsports are less popular. Um, you know, those like wacky truck races are not as popular as stock car racing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do think there's a market for somewhat of like novelty racing and i think this would be a spot where you could perfectly marry the true entertainment value of a sport that people want to watch with the reality television experience like i think this is a good opportunity it's like i would i would view this a little bit like boxing where the product itself is entertaining enough for people to watch and it's sort of adjacent to a category of sports that people like but you can also sell secondary content through like the pre-fight, you know, how they do like the pre-fight mm. stuff. Mm. You could do the background like, hey, this is, you know, Cletus from North Florida and he's, you know, never seen a working light bulb and he's going to race this <laughs> thing. Like You guys love the backstories. <laughs> yeah. I want all like these that, to be documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think this is a spot awesome. where you get both. <laughs> Maybe the the takeaway from this is that you've just given ESPN like 12 30 for 30s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you guys um, want to do one more each or how do we want to? Sure. I've got yeah. a decent yeah. amount here. And the couple Our that I added, one that you will not know what we are talking about, and Mike, you will know what I am talking about, is Crokinole. I yeah. think Crokinole will be a lot of fun to watch on TV in a bar setting. So I'll show you my board okay. as soon as we're done here. Crokinole is basically tabletop curling okay and it's played with two or four players it's not like curling is that much fun to watch on tv mm-hmm. but what i think uh. it, it is but i think what's I, I i had it pretty low on hype because it's not the most exciting game in the world but i had like a hundred for uncaptured market okay and um marketability because anyone literally anybody can play it you can put it on a tabletop in any kind of bar and then the this the game sells itself. It's these boards. Yeah. I think that yeah. uh 
I'll, I'll show you when we're done here. It's super fucking fun to play. I love Crokinole. Okay. In agreement, Mike? Oh, totally. I think, And I think that the camera angle would be the World Series of Poker. Like, yep. look into the hand, like, super close up. Do a, do a little split screen as between the board and the player. And then you do, and you have one camera that's always directly over the board, like a bird's yep, eye. Exactly. Yep. While we're on that topic, I'll just sneak in another one here. I think just like poker, now that we have the little like cameras that can show what you have in your hand, I think competitive like board gaming would mm. actually be relatively fun to watch. Like imagine watching a Catan game where you could see what was in everybody's hand. I think that would be. I don't think it cracks our top 10, but I think that's actually something that people would pay to see. Yeah. Along the same vein as like, it's got a mix of esports and World Series of Poker. Yeah. It didn't have to be Catan. It could be any kind of like, like Risk or Monopoly or something like that. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Michael? Um, the only other, oh, one other one that I had pretty high that we haven't mentioned is uh, Ultimate. So that was ultimate, my number four. Yeah, I have that as uh, number six. So ultimate six. frisbee, I think, has got a lot going for it. I think one is the market is there's a good built-in market of people who are invested in this sport, but who don't have a way to watch it. So you know you have like college ultimate frisbee is typically one of the bigger clubs uh, on a college campus. But the people who are passionate about it don't have somewhere to watch, really, you know, other than just, you know, paying attention to other games that they're competing, you know, after the ones that they compete in. So I think you have people who are interested and who can drag their friends along, um, but whose needs are not being addressed. And from an entertainment hype point of view, they do feature pretty regularly on the Sports Center top 10 yeah. because yeah. there's spectacular mm -hmm. plays that are possible. But I also think that the pace of play is i i'm consistently shocked by how quickly this game flows and how entertaining it is so i i actually think that this would would be a very solid product and one that would be digestible by a wide swath of fans i don't think you'd have to teach people something really new and different it's you know it's like kind of like watching really fast football what would you what, what's the marketability on ultimate though i, I guess is my counter yeah, apart from I, I think it's I think it's marketable in the same way that football or soccer is marketable. Like, yeah. it's just a cool team sport. Yeah, like, you get a bunch like, of viewers. Yeah, this is one where like you could have youth leagues around it. Like, yep, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like pro it's probably just as dangerous as soccer. You know, so that is to say, like not super dangerous. Right. It's like some risk for concussions and twisted ankles, a little bit, yeah. legs and stuff like right. that. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's it's probably the same kind of like equipment that you need to play soccer. I think like. I think that it just compares well to other mainstream sports. Mainstream, it really does. Sports. Yeah, it it was right in the middle of this for me. It was uncaptured market was a seventy for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so easy. You just yeah. need, you just need a disc. Yeah, and an open space to play. It's very yeah. easy. So yeah, the only other one I had on here in my top ten that I don't think would count is parkour like when you said chive tv i just thought of parkour sure. and like how i could just like i would never be able to stop watching people parkouring mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. i don't know if it counts because it's not really like a, a competition it's just they could make it a competition though i think i'm sure there is parkour competitions yeah i don't know you have not... to be judged i think because it's it's right the idea is getting from point a to point b as stylishly as possible or as creatively as possible so Assuming that both competitors get from point A to point B, 
the only way of differentiating them is who did it more creatively, which I think necessitates a like a judge system. So, but I think a parkour is like ice dancing, which is an Olympic sport. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not. Manner. I'm not saying it's not a sport. I just think that that would be the structure you'd have to impose. Sure, that's tougher. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can go on for days about all these. There's, there's a lot here. Like, I kind of just want to read them off, just so, yeah, <laughs> so that people have a sense of yeah. what the work that Kyle put into this. So the ones we didn't mention, I'm just very, very fast. Polo, debate club, kite fighting, <laughs> hacky sack, drone racing, trick shot billiards, world's strongest man. Oh, I put this one in here. Competitive tag or freeze tag. Oh, nice. Mm. Croquet, competitive eating, uh, Irish step dancing, speed chess, rock, paper, scissors, speed walking. And then I had... I see a bubble soccer. I right? had whirly ball and bubble soccer in here too for myself. Yeah. <laughs> but so... I think we've talked about the ones that we want to talk about. Is that correct? I would say yes. so. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I don't know about you, Mike. I feel very strongly about Highlight and Ultimate. Those yeah. are the ones I think like I can get behind need those to be too. in the top ten. Yeah. Yep, I agree with that. So who are we booting here? Arm wrestling? Who, yeah, I could was... get on board with that. I think <laughs> I could trade Ultimate for arm wrestling. I can sleep well at night knowing that. Uh, if I had to pick my my least favorite two on your list as it stands, I think I would actually go with Quidditch with its aforementioned issues oh, with mm, how much yeah. we'd have to pay Grammy Joe. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I have sold myself on the fact that the best format for a spelling bee is a docu-series. <laughs> <laughs> I would actually drop those two, but I no, I that's those are those are fair arguments. Yeah, I would feel good about those. Yeah, and then after that, I... I feel like Medieval Jousting needs to come down after, from where you guys had... Where'd, where'd you guys have Medieval Jousting? Is it even in your top 10? I had it... I had it at 16. I think... Whoa. <laughs> mostly because <laughs> I think it's <laughs> so underground because it's so dangerous. I want to keep it on the list because I think it's the hype of watching two people actually jousting would be unparalleled. Like, yeah. I can't... But, see, I... I... I'm just thinking about the slow mo with the with the camera, like at the edge. What do they? What'd you call it? Uh, the sword thing. The lance. Lance. Is, yeah. I think it'd be amazing. I, you're getting no debate from me. Like yeah. I can't imagine a more thrilling event to watch on TV than two people that are actually trying to hurt each other. Like I, <laughs> I think that would be amazing. I just think some of the the trouble you would have with marketing that kind of thing <laughs> is why I'd like to move it down a little bit. Fair enough. The hype is insane. (laughs) The hype is real. (laughs) (laughs) I think our number... I actually think number one should be dog shows. I think the the money there is... It's sound. It's a sound. Yeah, you're right. And I think it was high for most of us. Yeah. It was three for me. It was... I had it at two. Yeah. I had it it like 11 or 12, but I wasn't thinking about it right. Okay. In that case, what do you think, Mike? What, What comes after that for you? What would you want in the top three? I would want, I would want Hyalai and Dodgeball probably. Yeah, Kyle, you're you're. I think Mike and I are really really sold on Hyalai. You're the only one practical experience in the sport. <laughs> you seem to not be as interested. How? What do you think? Where do you think it should land? Oh man. Or do you not want it in the ten at all? No, I I think it belongs in the ten for sure. I just don't want to ran on, I guess, the viewers' parade, given that I'm like 
0.01% of the population that have seen it in person. And and when I see it in person, I love it. I think it's more so about the the kind of seeing the shadow of the past in, in a way. Like you think that Highlight has had its chance and it couldn't get it, it couldn't do it. And so you're skeptical that you could capture a big market with it or... It, well, it, it, it's to Mike's point exactly how Whitey Bulger was like in, intertwined in this big scandal because that still happens to this day. Yeah. So like, they, like people were telling me not to bet on it when I was there <laughs> <laughs> because like there was somebody calling the shots, like a few, a, a few seats down for me, yelling at a player, telling him to like fix it. Otherwise, like they're going to go like rough him up in the back. Interesting. Yeah. So it, that, I don't want to say it soured it for me, but. So it, so you think that the sport has already been entrenched in a such a negative way that it can't be redeemed popularly? I, there's something super nostalgic and just amazing to to hear the imaginary roar of that 10,000-seat arena, and it's very sad to see it in the state that I saw it in. So I've just been tainted, you know? It's like... I just think in the scenario that you've presented specifically, yeah. where a corporation is intent on making it work and right. is investing a lot of money in I it... I think it could really turn things around. I think you could really sell it. I, I would... I'd be okay with putting it as high as five. I'm fine with that. work with that. I'm fine with that. Good, good negotiating, yeah. Mike. I think for our top between our so we have to figure out two three and four i think that would you guys think about roller derby i think that's a good one yep i personally had spike ball super high on oh, my list yeah. i know that you had it at like nine i um, i like spike ball as three i do okay spike ball at three do you like roller derby at four or two we don't have anything at two right now we don't have anything at two. Then we, I think we do dodgeball in one of those spots and derby in the other one. I kind of like dodgeball at two and then derby yeah, at, I can at get four. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So that leaves us for the back half of our list. Sumo wrestling, lumberjack, and log rolling. Sumo wrestling has to be up there. Yeah, I think we do sumo at six. I think I think lumberjack comes next just because of the Cabela thing. Like, yeah. you saying that has really just populated an entire section of that at a Cabela's. I yeah. think that's a real thing. <laughs> so now our bottom three will have to be some combination of ultimate arm wrestling and jousting. I think ultimate should be next I agree. at number eight. Yeah. So then <laughs> the question is whether or not you think arm wrestling can carve out a bigger market than <laughs> medieval jousting. See, my only argument for jousting would be that arm wrestling already is a staple. Not a staple, but has its place in commercial TV. So you'd think it should be higher? No. I think the opposite. I think I think acquiring jousting is going to be so dang cheap <laughs> that your return investment is going to be through the roof. You could sell yeah. popcorn and you'd still be arguably 100 out of 100 on this scale. Yeah. I think we do jousting for the shits. I like it. <laughs> It should be noted. It should be noted that if you enjoyed this podcast, stay tuned on August the eighth because one day a year ESPN does run ESPN uh, eight the Ocho, and no, pretty much nothing that they do on there would qualify for this list because it's mostly sports that are popular elsewhere. Or there's, but I think if you enjoyed this list, make sure you go and watch that on yeah. August the eighth of this year. Yeah.
for the time being, I think what we've done is satisfy Kyle's itch to argue a little bit. Would you say that that was argumentative enough for you? We did get some arguments <laughs> in, finally. <laughs> um, my soul is satiated. <laughs> um, I'm tickled pink. <laughs> I'm ready to salsa. <laughs> I'm overdue on my oh, date. Shit. Oh, shit. Oh, get you out of here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, All right. Then so, we're going to recap and then we're going to leave. Wonderful. Does that work for you, Mike? Yes, sir. All right. Kyle, do you want to do the honors for I, us? I would love to. We're going to start with number one or number or 10. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10, we have arm wrestling. Number nine, we have medieval jousting. Eight, ultimate frisbee. Seven, lumberjacking, log rolling, outdoorsy crap, all that good stuff. Uh, this is number six, sumo wrestling. Five, high lie. Four, roller derby. Three, spike ball. Two, professional dodgeball. And number one, dog shows. Dog shows are money, I'm telling you. All right. That was really, really fun. I am really delighted at how much effort you put into this. Uh, we, I think I speak for both of us when I say we appreciate that. And I had a lot of fun doing something a little different. And I'm already looking forward to the next time you come on. Before that happens... Uh, I would like to thank Kevin McLeod for putting together our stanky not top three music and our lovely introduction music. And of course, I will thank my sister Erin for crafting our fantastic artwork. And I want to thank our social media director, Caroline Labranti, for her wonderful work, primarily on our Instagram, which you can find at top10km. That's 10 spelled out T-E-N. If you want to shoot us an email, you would like to send us a competing spreadsheet. If you got anything you want to do, you can send us an email at top10km at gmail.com. The 10 is also spelled out there, T-E-N. While I assume you're listening to us on some sort of podcast app, if you got another one you want to check us out on, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, pretty much wherever podcasts can be found. So that's what I would say. Uh, the only other thing I would say is thank you again to Kyle. This was truly wondrous. Like what what effort and creativity you showed in putting this whole thing together and just fantastic work. You you brought out exactly the spirit that we would like to bring to this show uh, every week, which we can't always because we're not uh we can't we can't bring this level of <laughs> hype every week so thank yeah, you yeah kyle you are a 200 out of 100 on the hype <laughs> yeah no question and you're 150 uh uncaptured market <laughs> mm-hmm. my thank you is 100 out of 100 to <laughs> to satisfy a manic mind so thank you so much it's our pleasure yes. thanks man thank you guys All right. All see right. you mike bye mike adios